Parshas Kisava. It's on page Kufiyot. No, you might be, you were too long too far. Let's go back this way. Because it starts over again in the middle of the book. There you go. When you come to the land which Hashem your God has given you as an inheritance, and you will inherit the land and dwell in it, and you will take from the first of the fruits of the ground, Asher Tavi which you will bring from your land, Asher Hashem which Hashem your God gives to you, Vesamta Batene, and you will place them in a basket. So he's talking here about the mitzvah of Bikurim. Let's see where you're at. One more page. There you go. The mitzvah of Bikurim, and putting them in a the basket, the first fruits, and taking them up to the base on Mikdash, like the Torah states. V'yesh l'ramez bazeh. We can hint here in this, these pesukim that there's something going on beneath the surface. Al hayamim hanoraim haboim on the awesome days which are coming to greet us, l'shalom in, in shalom, referring to Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, the days of Tishrei. So in these pesukim, he says there's a remez to these yamim noraim. Kitevas v'haya, the first remez, the word itself v'haya, and it will be. Hutsiruv shem havaya shel chodesh tishrei. It is the combination of letters of the shem yudke vavke that corresponds to the month of tishrei. Now what he means by that is this. Every Jewish month has a different combination of the letters yudke vavke. The month of Nisan has Yudke Vavke just like that in, in its order. But if you take those letters and switch them around, maybe Hey Yud Vavke, or maybe Vav Yud Hey K, like that. Different ways of writing. That's called a Tsiruf, a different combination of the shame. And each of the 12 months has a different Tsiruf. This month of Tishrei, its Tsiruf is Vav K Yud K which spells out v'haya. If you look at that word v'haya, you'll see the Shem yud ke is in that word. So v'haya is the tziruf that corresponds to the month of Tishrei. V'omar hakasuf. So therefore the Torah is saying shebechodesh Tishrei, in this month of Tishrei, which it's hinting to when it says v'haya, shebo hatziruf hu v'haya. Oz hazman it is a good time, a propitious time, that when you shall come to the land. Now he's going to talk about that, and a concept which has some um, esoteric ideas to it, but we'll pull out some of the ones that we can hopefully relate to. 
Kiyadua Shekisha Allah Birdsano Hapashu Libroha Olam when it arose in God's will to create the world Hayabone Olamos Umahrivan God created worlds and he destroyed worlds. There's in the process of creation there was a process called Bona Olamos Umahriva, created worlds and destroyed worlds. Vizehaya Bikinas Shaviras Hakalim. This is called in the language of Kabbalah Shaviras Hakalim, which means broken vessels. Bikinas Almin Dukharivin, broken worlds. Shahorid Hanitsuts and the Tov Imkeha Klibos. And what that did, what that process accomplished was, at least one of the things, it brought Nitsotsos, sparks of Kedusha, into the very depth of the Klipas. It took Kedusha and it immersed Kedusha into very deep Klipa, deep rock. That's what happened in the process of Shvira Sakelin. And then following that, there was something called the world of repair, the world of rectification. The creation of world of worlds in their proper stable form, as is fitting. And that's when those sparks which had been previously sent down into the depths of the klipa, were now lifted up and raised, the ha'oros and those lights, asher ha'orido which were originally brought down, yitaknu, they were fixed up, betikun ha'ra'ui, with their appropriate rectification. So, the idea in general here is that built into creation, is the process of destruction and being rebuilt. It's part of the nature of the world. When it says here that Hashem created worlds and destroyed them, it doesn't mean, as sometimes is misunderstood, the Fipshuto, that there were other physical worlds and universes and God created them and destroyed them before this one. Some people even say in an apikoros is kind of like God's practicing, you know. Mm-hmm. Hashem doesn't need practice. He's, he's perfect. But what this is talking about is in a spiritual sense, before our world emerged, the world that we're familiar with, coming to the creation of our world, God created, destroyed and created both of those things. And then that became a reality, the concept of something going down and then rising up was built into creation through that process of creating and destroying worlds. That's how he's understanding that. So it becomes part of our reality. But coming into the world, there's a, the wheels of the universe are already turning by God that there should be such a thing as ruin and being rebuilt. That's all part of the, the very makeup of our world. And that's the Shavira Sakhalin, and following that, Olam Hatikun. God fixes it spiritually. Now, there is, just to add on to that, there is a little bit which remains unfixed. 
and that's our avoda. God fixed up most of it, but our avoda is that little bit which is left, which we've been working on for almost 6,000 years, that little tiny bit. That's what our job is. Well, is there is this a continuing process of being broken and then healed again? It just didn't happen once, you said. It happened once in terms of creation. Okay. There was one fundamental process that occurred. It continues to occur in terms of our own Bethira, that we can choose that direction or not. That's the Right. I think what I've, what I've learned from uh, the current state of Big Bang Theory is that they think that um, you know, the first few moments or you know, first short time of the beginning of the Big Bang, that there was a, you know, just like there's a, um, a debate on whether the universe is going to continue to expand mm -hmm. or finally contract. Track. So um, I think I the know. current state of thinking is that at the very beginning there was a, a, a series of expansions and contractions before it, mm -hmm. before it did what it mm -hmm. finally did. So that could be a physical manifestation uh, of this spiritual process. Because anything that occurs in the spiritual process of creation is going to have some kind of a manifestation in the world that we know. And maybe this uh, theory that you're talking about is a reflection of that spiritual process in, in the physical universe. Okay? The Yadua, it is known, moving on, taking this concept forward. Every time Rosh Hashanah comes around, the world returns to its original state. El Kotev Merkaz Harishon, to the central axis where everything began. That we get back to the point in the cycle where Olam Hatikun, the world of repair, we, you might say, I don't want to sound too um, Aquarian, <laughs> but we're aligned. We're aligned with the way the universe was created. There's an alignment with what he just described as Olam Atikun, when God destroyed and created. So that fundamental process of Tikkun, which is present, we get back to that every Rosh Hashanah. Renewed is fine. Kibit chila ba'is when the worlds were created. Ubuchol techilas hashana shehu bechinas brias olam hatikun. Every Rosh Hashanah, which then is like the creation of the olam hatikun, nisalu kol haoros vahanitzutsin shenaflu letoch haklipos. So it's like in response to your question, there is an ongoing process. And on Rosh Hashanah, those oros that needed to be lifted by Hashem, at this time of the year, this is when they when they are lifted. They fell into the klipos during the course of the year. And that was my response to you. By our behavior, right, we can contribute to that process, unfortunately, of destruction by acting against Ratzon Hashem. So when Rosh Hashanah comes back around, in addition to our own teshuva, there's also that process of God repairing the worlds, and it hooks up at this time of year. 
Shahorid Ha'or Klipa, we, through our Averos, we brought the light down again into the Klipas, and at Rosh Hashanah, which is the pregnancy, the conception of the world, it means the conception of the original repair and rectification that God set forth in creation is again re-experienced. So the lights of creation and those sparks are elevated at this time of year. So, at this juncture, Peleoix seems to want to say that right now, preceding Rosh Hashanah, going into Rosh Hashanah, we have to think about Rosh Hashanah as a time where tikkun of shvira, the repair of broken worlds, has been fixed in, in the process, in the workings of the world. And it's our responsibility to connect with that. It's happening in a very strong way, so now we have to connect to it. V'amru Chazal, HaChamim said in the Gemara Shabbos, Kol HaMa'aniges HaShabbos Nosnim Lo Nachala Beli Mitzar. Whoever gives delight to Shabbos, they will give him an inheritance which no, or a portion which knows no limits. Whoever gives delight to Shabbos, they, meaning Min HaShemayim, will give him a portion which knows no limits. That's called Nachla Beli Mitzarim. Ki Mitzarim Hu Lashon The word Mitzarim, limits, is a Lashon of being confined, constrained, like Min HaMetzar, Karasikai, called you Hashem from narrow places. This meitzar, this constraint, it comes into being for a person. Meitzar b'moach or meitzar We can have constraints and narrow places of the mind, and constraints and narrow places of the heart. A meitzar hamoach and a meitzar haleiv. What causes them? Our own behavior. In the Averos that we do, we create limitations for ourselves. So it's not only that we have acted against Rasan Hashem by doing an Avera, but in addition to that, we're creating a much narrower existence for ourselves. We limit ourselves through our Averas. And that's called Metzar Hamoa and Metzar Hale. Well, Kluf Yodalafil, toward the top, about three lines down. Yuchal Kol Hamaan So, what's one way out of those constraints? Anybody who brings the light to Shabbos, Shabbos Shabbos who Bechinas Gemar Hatikun Shokol What's Shabbos? Shabbos is the completion of Tikkun of the week. Every single day of the week leads up to Shabbos. Shabbos is the final touch of the week. It's the Tikkun. All things which have fallen during the week on Shabbos, they're lifted back up. A person can depart 
from the constraints on his mind and his heart, to a more expanded consciousness and awareness of God. By the lifting up of these sparks from the deep places, the deeply hidden places where they lie. So going, going off of Rosh Hashanah for a minute, the Pelayoites brings us over to the week and Shabbos. He's saying there is another spiritual process that's occurring every week. And during the week, there's a, you might say, a contribution to the fund of, of Ra, all the things that we do bad, and those mitzotas go down. When Shabbos comes, again, built into creation is the lifting out from those places of the mitzotas. So in addition to our own Shemiraz Shabbos, it's the same kind of thing we're trying to hook up which was hap- with what is happening spiritually on Shabbos anyway. Because remember, Shabbos comes from above. Yisarusa Dila'ela. Shabbos is from above. Not unlike Yomte. So the world is being fixed by Hashem every Shabbos. And Ra is being Mesukhan. What we have to do is connect or align with that same process that's occurring. And he says that's called Ma'aneg Esha Shabbos. That's giving delight to Shabbos. By keeping Shabbos, being involved with it, that gives delight to Shabbos. And what does the Gemara say is the result of that? You get a Nachal of the Limitzar. We get an inheritance without boundaries. Meaning, the limitations we created on ourselves through our behavior are expanded and lifted on Shabbos. He's going to pl- uh, take that back to Rosh Hashanah, but he wants to pull the concept out from Shabbat. Yeah? That is not tonight. You know, if we keep Shabbat's properly... Yeah, we, we need to look that Shabbos. up. Right, right. So, that's right. I mean, that's, we have to participate in that process. It's not going to... It would seem to me that it's not going to happen if we fail in our Shabbat. Well, there are some things that do happen anyway because the Kedusha Shabbos is from above. So it's going to happen. But the, the more we uh, hook up with it, the greater it becomes. I mean, Shabbos is going to come anyway. Yes. But that doesn't mean that the Shabbos is going to find delight in, in us. Right. Uh, right. We have to give that delight to the Shabbos so act, through our actions. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Some of that is automatic, you yeah, say. Some of it is from Hashem. I, I understand yeah. that would be automatic, but it's sort of like uh, 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 if you jack something up but you don't put a prop underneath, you know, you, you can lift it up. But then, you know, once the, the energy is mm-hmm. taken away, which mm-hmm. is automatic because Shabbos also goes mm-hmm. out automatically. Mm-hmm. It's going to drive unless so, you put something so that, underneath. So yeah, that's a good measure. Act, act, uh, that, but that's, that's, that's our active participation in Shabbos. Good. It's a nice measure. And also, um, your point is well taken because this Chazal he quotes is Kol HaMa'ane, which means a person who gives delight Shabbos. It's not the 
idea of taking the light from Shabbos, which is also a component of Shabbos, owning Shabbos. It's when the individual keeps Shabbos and then he's giving the light to Shabbos itself. That's our own participation in what's already happening in the workings of creation. Okay? So that removes the Maitsar, that removes the limitations that were really self-imposed. Now, taking that to Rosh Hashanah, V'lochein, B'Rosh Hashanah Shigam Kein Hu B'Chinas V'Hoya, on Rosh Hashanah, as he pointed out, it's V'Hoya, because that's the Tziruf of the Shem Havaya, which is the month of Tishrei, V'Hoya, Vav Keyud Kei, B'Gemar HaTikun Ha'aloas Kol HaNefilin L'Shor Rosh That time on the yearly cycle, not on the weekly cycle, the yearly cycle is when all of the nitzotzes are lifted. Al yidei zeh tovo el We can come to this land, to this place. God has given us a portion in this process. This higher land, this higher state of being, that what, what God's doing in creation, that he's calling the higher land, we can have a, a touch with that at this time of year. Yes, sir? So, so he's, he's going back and versioning the Pasukah. Yeah. Mahaya mm-hmm. is Rosh Hashanah. The, 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 the Siruf of Rosh Hashanah. Right. And then through, the, through that Siruf, you can Kisab come to well, this right. right. We can get to that reality. Asher Hashem Elokecha Nosein Lecha That God gives us as an inheritance. So now taking that word Nachala, we saw that in the Chazal, Sharomez Lenachala Belimitzah. It means inheritance without port, without limits, without those constraints. Rakbi Bechinas Harchava, but in an expanded way. Ayudei Ha'aloas Ha'oros Mehester Lepilui Bizman Zekimavur. As we know, the light is lifted from hiddenness to revelation in this time. So we can come to that land. This reality of God constantly fixing up the world and rectifying the universe, we can arrive there, we do arrive there this time of year. So, now that we know we can connect to it, how do you do it? The way to connect to this ongoing process is through Teshuva. A person who is doing tshuva, that's the shav, that's the individual doing tshuva. The Lashon of the Rambam also is the shav. That he does, umischare, he regrets his deeds, shehichis pahem l'borah, which angered God. Umakdi mozer utrufa l'machalasa kodem rosh hashonah b'tshuva anitis. So he puts forth first a healing, a medicine for his sickness, before Rosh Hashanah comes by doing an authentic teshuva. Teshuva came before the world. That's a famous chazal that before God created the world, he created teshuva, whatever that means. Teshuva was prior. So again, going back to our concept, if something happens in Ruchnius, then that leaves an impression on the world and it becomes possible for us. So if Hashem put Shuvah before the Olam, 
we do that by doing tshuva in Elo, which is before Ola, before Rosh Hashanah. So it's a way of looking at Elo not at the end of the previous year, but rather as that which is prior to the coming year. That's Teshuva Kadmala Olam. Pirish ki Rosh Hashanah hu bechinas briyasa olam kibitchila. Rosh Hashanah is the creation of the world as it was at the beginning. The tzorich lahatim hatshuva kodem mechinas olam. We have to first make sure Teshuva proceeds olam. Sharome is a Rosh Hashanah, which is Rosh Hashanah. Va'az, and if we do that, the Hagiyat Filas Hashanah, when Rosh Hashanah arrives, Shahu Bechinas Olam Hatikun, which is in itself a Tikun for the world, Nisalu Kol Hanitzotzos Vehaoros, and Kedusha becomes lifted back up, Ayudei HaTeshuva Sha'asa, by means of our Tshuva. Now, Josh, you talked about a person's participation in this process for Shabbos, and he's talking about how do we participate with this process for Rosh Hashanah? It's through the teshuva that we do in the month of Elam. And that prepares us, it kind of lays the ground, so when Rosh Hashanah comes and that great tikkun arrives, we can be part of it. So teshuva that we've done. The yeshlo bechinas nachala belimitzara. And this is also a portion which knows no limitations. Sheyetze mikol hamitzorim umitzukos that we, we leave all of those constraints and things which have pained us into a realm of merchav, a broad, expanded realm. So that's one. And then the next part of the Pasuk is, V'amar hakasu v'lakavta me'reshis kol perihadam. You shall take from the fruits, from the first of all the fruits of your land. It is brought down in these holy stories. It seems that for a person's sexual averos, that there's almost no teshuva for them. Notice he says kimat, almost. He doesn't say there isn't. Because this is a very famous question the Balatanya brings down, the beginning of the Tanya. It says there that tshuva doesn't help for, the, for those sexual averas. But how could that be? Because tshuva always helps. So there are, there are mitarates that the regular tshuva doesn't help. Teshuva tata. But a higher tshuva, a teshuva ila'a, that helps for those hatoim, for those averas. One has to do a higher form of tshuva. That's why he says kima'at. As he says, ki'im teshuva ila'a person must do a higher form of teshuva, teshuva ki yadua shuhu kasha And it's known that that's a very difficult kind of teshuva to do. It's interesting that, that the Rambam doesn't mention this subject in the health of teshuva right. at all. Right. But he does mention a number of things that he says he can't do teshuva for. Right. Yeah. But, um, but, but the whole list I just went through it this but, morning. But not <laughs> this one, right. So it's almost, you know... It's from the Sifre Kabbalah, so I mean, it would uh, make sense that the Rambam does not uh, have it. It's not in the, as far as I know, it's not in the Gomorrah, and the Rambam takes his list uh, from the Gomorrah. Yeah. But doesn't, doesn't think... Yes, he, he writes this in, in, the, in the Tanya. He raises this question and says this idea that Shuva Ila'a helps for this other. But doesn't, doesn't he say um, that 
the things that you can't do tshuva for, you do tshuva for at your death? Uh, the the Ramban? I think it's the Ramban. Yeah. 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 I mean, there are certain things that Misa is mechaper for, like Chilo uh, Hashem is telling for that. Right. So there is that idea of, uh, of Misa itself being a kapor. Whether or not, you know, that is associated with Teshuva Ilah, I'm not sure. Because the Teshuva Ilah that they're talking about is a process that a person tries to accomplish in life. But it could be that there is a component of it when a person leaves this world. I'm not sure. So what is the Teshuva Ilah? He didn't say yet. No, but he's going he's gonna to give us a, a couple of, uh, shall we say, uh, hints. Okay. All right. So therefore, on Rosh Hashanah, this very unique time of year, there is a tikkun for this chaytu, for sexual averos zera levatola, because within the workings of the world that God makes, Kedusha is all lifted. Nisala kol hapagami mafol hanitzotzim lemakorim v'shoreshen. Then all pagamim, all damage that we have caused, can also be elevated. Al yidei teshuva shekadma laolam by means of teshuva, which has which has been prior to the world. Kodem Rosh Hashanah. So the Pasuk is going to describe it. But I think what he's saying, if I understand him properly, that Teshuva in the month of Elul is by definition Teshuva Ila. It's uh-huh. a higher Teshuva. Mm-hmm. During because this month. Because it's mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a gift. That during the rest of the year, Teshuva Ila is almost impossible. It's a really hard thing to do. I'm sure it's hard during Elul too. But it's easier in Elul because this whole process is in motion anyway of fixing up Pagamim that the Bonashalolim is doing. And if we do Tshuva in Elul, it seems to be that he's saying it has the shame of a Tshuva Ilah on that Tshuva, which is a tremendous finish. And, and that's a of an Esratzah. Right. It's a real Esratzah. Okay. Um, it says you shall take from the first of all the fruits of the land and the word kol tevas kol romes libechinas yisod and many forms say this the word kol which means all it hints to the midah of yisod human sexuality can you, can you elaborate on that? Uh, it's, it's difficult to because I think it's related to completion, because the word kol itself means all, and that when a person, when Avram Avinu had that, his bris, it was was related to um, the hayei summon, you shall be whole, you shall be complete. So a person who has uh, fixed their sexual averos is considered to be a whole person. Now just a little a little bit maybe more of the, the workings behind that, that when in that part of life a person is functioning well, it's a reflection that the other parts of their life 
are also in order. There's a cold to it. And just like, for example, the husband and wife are having some difficulty in a relationship, it often manifests in sexual relationship. If there's some discomfort there, or you're not at ease with each other, then you're not going to be at ease with each other in that relationship either. And when you are good with each other, then there, there's a certain call. It's total. It's complete. So it's, it reflects what's happening within the whole person. That's one of the ideas about it. You but also, I'm sorry, you're You think that the, benching, I'll say, yeah, it has to be. I don't, I don't know what the kasher is, but the word kol is always around. Well, Hashem Beirach has Avram Beirach, right. and then yeah. isn't Nikol also used in connection with Yitzchak? Yeah. You know, so. No, just but just the connection to Yisod, the specific connection to Yisod. Okay. Well, sure. well, I've, I've right. seen that idea that each one of them, in their own way, was Yitzchak in their particular, their particular relationship. I see. And also in that pasuk which relates to Midos, Vacha Hashem HaGadula, Vahagavura, Vahatiferas, Vahanetzach, Vahahod, Ki Chol, Vahashamayim Mavoret. That's what that's doing there. Chol is Yisod. Gavura, that's Chesed, Gavura, etc. Ki Chol, right. It doesn't say Yisod, but Ki Chol. And then it says, Vacha Hashem HaMamlacha, which refers to Malchus. Vitevas prihu adama gematria mikre. Those two words, fruit of the ground, it has the same gematria as mikra, which means a person who's become a balkari, who has spilled their seed. Varomes lezet. So the hint is that a person can bring all of their fruits, meaning even the ones that unfortunately were nifkan, damaged, shafilu ha even those pagamim where a person has, God forbid, sinned in the sexual arena, where does that come from a person's physicality? The four foundations, all of the desires of the human being come forth from the Dalad Yasodos that were made up of, which the Balatani also talks about. So, could we infer from this the, the um, I think in the Tanya or somewhere in there, I mean, it, it says that basically someone who is Motsi Zera Mavatala creates Mazik. Right. Okay. So can we then infer from this that there's no for the mazikin, there's no, there's no shorish. They don't, they, you know, they, they don't return to their shorish. They, they, uh, or maybe they're they destroyed. do. What they're destroyed. Yeah. Right. When the kedusha is lifted out from there, from then there. they cease to have uh-huh. koach. Right. So then, and that's, and that all happens as a, as a function of Rosh Hashanah. Yes. Gam osa misakim Rosh Hashanah. Even those pagamim that are very difficult to fix up. When Rosh Hashanah comes around, they're fixed. Sha'azhu haras olam, because the world is then conceived. There's another, you know, connection to a sexual metaphor also. It's a conception of the world. Aliyas kol ha'oros All of the uh, lights are lifted up and as it was in creation. Benis alu kol ha'nitzutsen shanaflu b'pagam zeh. 
all of the Kedusha which has fallen in this faith are lifted v'hakol but it must be that we do tshuva before Rosh Hashanah nitkan kol then, when Rosh Hashanah comes around, everything is lifted up. So we're generating all of this preparation, and then Rosh Hashanah comes and it kind of goes and takes everything we did and lifts it up. We have to generate it. The Santa Batana, you shall place it in a basket. Tena Gematria Shishim, the Gematria of basket is 60, Shahu Yisod, which is Yisod. And the only rem as I can think of that is it says Shlomo HaMelech's bed had 60 strong men, Shishim Gibori Misavim his bed, the Davka. And some kind of a rem is there to Tikunayi, so that's the only one I can think of. Gamtena Hulashon Tavla Mesav Tandu. There's also an expression in the Gemara that it says, for a woman it's better to dwell um, as two, meaning with a man, even if she's not so happy, of armalu than to be a widow. So it says that lashon tan do of her her body being with two in a partnership. Shahu lashon guf. The word tan there means a body, and he wants to say that the word tena, basket, is related to the word guf, which means body, related to tan. He, now, now he says, Can you explain that idea? Uh, I'm not sure what the Gemara is saying there. That it's talking about there just the shot the that a it's better for a woman to have companionship, even if she's not so happy with the companionship, than it would be for her to be alone. Be the mace of armor. It's a statement. Here he's saying that. He's just taking earth, a proof for the for, of the word. Right, but he's the drush seems to be at least the, the, the basket is referring to a woman in her bottom state. Well, he, he's going to say something a little different than that. Ki Otsar HaNeshamas, the storehouse of Neshamas up there in Shemayim, Shenikra Guf, it's called a Guf. Just like our Guf has a Neshama in it, there's a place up there in Shemayim where all the Neshamas are. It's called an Otsar, and that place is also called a Guf, a body. That's the source where all the shamas come from. And from there they flow into the world, into what we would call guf, the physical body. You will place it in the basket, meaning that all of the sparks of neshama that have been lowered, they will all rise back up to their source in that higher basket, that, that body, so to speak, up there in heaven. They're going to go back to their source. And that's the tikkun for Yisod, because the concept of something returning to its source Meaning it, it's achieved its purpose. The tikkun hagomer, vaz have a gemar hatikkun l'chol ha'inyanim l'ha'alosan u'latakenosan karui, and that's the final completion for everything to be lifted up to its rightful place. Yehi ratzon shenizka kulanu yachal lazem, may we all be 
Zohar to this Amen Kenya, he runs home. Beautiful. Very insightful.